if the government doesn't uh, take the lead in doing the planning and uh, indicative planning and regulation, then planning and regulation and research allocation shifts to the creditors, to the banks. And that's what we're seeing today. We're seeing uh, uh, the takeover of the banks uh, and the creditors. And you can see this happening again and again in uh, medieval Europe. Uh, what Rome, uh, what survived from the Dark Age uh, uh, after the Roman economy collapsed uh, and survived mainly in Byzantium, uh, the Byzantine Empire, which did have more or less regular debt cancellations, uh, being fairly near Eastern at that time, uh, you had Western Europe uh, is a kind of barbarian uh, backwater, uh, much as it's becoming today, uh, once again. Uh, and uh, what put it in motion was the looting of Constant, uh, Constantinople, uh, funded by uh, the Venetians and by the Crusades. Uh, the uh, uh, the Pope uh, mounted a, a crusade uh, to the, the Holy Land, but uh, uh, Venice uh, put up uh, money to fund an army to loot Constantinople in exchange for one quarter of all of the loot uh, that they could have. And essentially that uh, Constantinople had been the one thing protecting Europe uh, from uh, uh, the hordes from the east, from uh, uh, the Huns, from uh, the Turks, from uh, all sorts of uh, invading uh, crowds. So you, you, you had all of a sudden all of this money pouring into the uh, into the uh, uh, Christian societies uh, from Italy all the way uh, to England. And uh, with uh, money, you had commerce. Well, how are you going to develop commerce without credit? Well, you had the schoolmen, the, the theologians said, uh, well, there must be some way that we can permit interest, which uh, Christianity abandoned. Uh, things got so bad in the Roman Empire that the Christians went to the extreme of banning interest outright. Uh, and thinking, well, if, in, if uh, interest is the problem that is uh, uh, causing everybody to lose their land, lose, fall into bondage, we'll just pay interest. Well, uh, the theologians said, well, you need interest for credit. So they said, okay, we're not going to permit interest on debts, but we will permit uh, foreign exchange bankers to do foreign exchange trading so that they can send money from England to uh, 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 the kings and the nobility that are on the Crusades, so that if they put money in, in London, or they need money uh, while they're on the Crusades to outfit themselves and to buy food or whatever, you know, they can lend against the land. So uh, all of a sudden you had the main uh, uh, the main borrowers were not the poor peasants losing the land, they were the rich nobles. And uh, the, the people they were borrowing from weren't uh, 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 civilian uh, creditors, they were the church. The main church orders themselves, the Templars, Knights Templar, and also the Hospitallers. Uh, and they developed, uh, we have the uh, loan agreements that they've all grown up and they're, they're just as difficult as if you go to a bank today and you sign an IOU for a credit card or for a bank loan. You had all the different clauses for what you have to repay. And, uh, you had debt coming back into, uh, uh, uh Europe essentially at the top of the pyramids. Uh, you, the main bar, there was borrowing from uh, Italian bankers, and the borrowing is by the kings. wasn't so much by the poor. Uh, uh, the, the poor could only borrow from uh, the Jews. They couldn't borrow from the Christians. Uh, only the rich people could borrow from the Christians, uh, 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 bankers. And so 
uh, you, you would have kings borrowing to go to war, uh, and you would have to borrow uh, because all wars are uh, fought with foreign exchange because the idea is you want to fight the war on foreign soil uh, and destroy their country, not on your own soil where your country is hurt. So silver, uh, and to a lesser extent gold, uh, was the form of money. Just as silver was the form of money uh, in antiquity, which is why the Spanish word for money, argent, argent uh, is uh, the word for silver. Argentina is uh, where the silver uh, uh, came from, named after that. So you had you had the developing again of the uh, not only of uh, uh, credit but also of bankruptcy. And uh, who was going to go bankrupt? Well, again, it was uh, it was the kings who would go bankrupt in the realms. And uh, by the 13th century, you would have Matt Matthew Paris was an analyst who was writing about how uh, the how London and England were being treated pretty much like the third world countries are treated today by the International Monetary Fund. Uh, they were they were just looted by the Italian bankers that say, give us your mines, give us your forests, give us your land, uh, give us your money. Uh, and essentially the, uh, uh, the uh, kings outside of Italy became client oligarchies, client royalties, not even an oligarchy, client royalties to uh, the uh, uh, the papal groups that were funding them uh, until finally in, uh, uh, the, the French king uh, decided to put uh, the, to arrest all the Templars, kill them, uh, accuse them of devil worship and grabbed all the money back. But all of the kings had, uh, in Europe from Paris to London, the kings had kept uh, the royal treasury in uh, the, the, uh, the Templars, uh, the, temp the temples. Uh, just as in antiquity, uh, all the cities would keep their their uh, 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 savings in the in the temples. And Babylonia, Sumer, the savings were always kept in the temples. Well, that was done uh, uh, in antiquity. Well, finally, uh, the temples were overthrown, and that paved that opened the path for the only creditors being Italians and uh, uh, then the Dutch, and you had others. You had the whole unfolding of. Uh, uh, European countries, uh, again, going to war again and again and again, going bankrupt. And as they would run up into debts that couldn't be paid again and again, more and more of the commons, the royal domain, the forests, the natural, the subsoil resources, the land were all forward, for, forfeited, uh, or to creditors. And, uh, when, uh, government couldn't pay, they, uh, they would create a monopoly, uh, to give to creditors. And most of the monopolies, and infrastructure were all created in order to pay the debts. Uh, the easiest thing for governments to do was to pay debts by, okay, we're going to create an East and West Indies trading company. We're going to give a trading monopoly and we'll sell it off and then we'll take the proceeds and you have to pay for the debts in bonds. So we're going to retire our bonds, give us a given amount of bonds and we'll create a monopoly. Uh, that's the Russia company was created in England. The South Sea company was created. Uh, to pay debts. The Bank of England was created for 1.2 million pounds sterling paid for in British bonds. So all of the monopolies uh, that were created, the privatization of Europe uh, was largely a debt settlement for debts that couldn't be paid. Well, as you can imagine, the last, uh, as you, you know, fast forward today, we've been talking an hour already, the last thing that bankers want is for governments to create their own money. Because if governments can create their own money, like I wanted Canada to do, instead of borrowing from uh, 
Switzerland and Germany, then people won't have to borrow from the banks. Uh, and uh, the banks want the governments to balance their budget, not to create their own money, but to uh, essentially, instead of modern monetary theory, instead of just running a deficit by printing the money, they uh, borrow the money at interest from the banks and the financial class. Well, uh, the claim is that if uh, governments print money, that's inflationary. But if you borrow the money from rich people, it's not inflationary. Well, this is the same argument that I've come across in Canada. And it's wrong because uh, if, if, you, the, if the government spends uh, more money, it's equally inflationary or non-inflationary. Whether it's uh, rich people say, here's, my, here's all my, my money and I'm lending it to you, or I'm a banker and I'm creating it uh, on a balance sheet and I'm lending it to you, or if the government just prints the money, it's all the same. It doesn't matter where the money comes from. But uh, the pretense by the monetarists is that uh, uh, the governments cannot uh, essentially create their own money. Uh, the government debt is bad. Uh, only private debt is good. And private debt is good because if you have a private corporation uh, or a government going into debt to a private sector or an individual, the creditor ends up foreclosing on the collateral and the creditors get rich. So you have a whole financial dynamic that has uh, defined money as what rich people have and are able to foreclose on. And uh, if governments can create their own money, they could also create the creditor rules. And they could say, wait a minute, if you've made a bad loan that can't be paid, like uh, it happened after 2008, uh, when the banks uh, made in America made uh, trillions of dollars of fraudulent fraudulent loans, uh, in, uh, which were called junk mortgage loans. Uh, everybody knew it, to ninja, to uh, no income, no jobs, no assets. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, whole, the whole idea was, of course, you're going to have forfeitures. Of course, you're going to have a foreclosure. Uh, uh, but you're, you're not going to want the government to come in and say, wait a minute, we're going to write down the debts to the real value. We're going to make it a, a, appear as if the bank, uh, what the bank's only deserve the real value of the property. They don't deserve the fictitious values that they put on this property. This is criminal, as my uh, colleague at U uh, University of Missouri at Kansas City, Bill Black, uh, has written uh, extensively. He's shown he was the prosecutor for the savings and loan frauds in the United States in the 1980s. And he found the frauds under the Obama administration uh, uh, and the bailout to be uh, uh, the, the worst frauds uh, in in modern uh, financial history. Uh, and Obama was a sponsor, the protector uh, of, uh, of the frauds. He said, "We're not going to. We're going to reward the criminals. We're uh, we're going to let the banks foreclose on uh, the uh, uh, on debtors that can't pay the fictitious loan values. Uh, we're going to and we're going to uh, let uh, private Wall Street uh, firms." buy up all their property. And uh, Obama's aim was to reduce home ownership rates in the country. And he slashed them by 10%, mainly among uh, the blacks and uh, black people and uh, uh, Hispanics, uh, the low-income people who'd been redlined uh, and who'd had, who'd, uh, had uh, uh, themselves victimized uh, by the most uh, fraudulent loans. So uh, the, the free enterprise boys said, well, this is, 
government interference. And Obama said, I believe in the free market. I'm not going to interfere with the banks, meaning I'm not going to interfere with the bank fraud. No banker will go to jail. Uh, but if the debtor can't pay, the debtor, of course, can uh, let him be thrown out in, uh, in the street. So you have the same uh, you, uh, situation in today.